All right, welcome to your favorite podcast, the Josh and Ethan show. That that's, is uh, wow that, that's a, It's an improved yes, version. It, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, um, that's the Queen version. It's much improved. Um, also, you can't really hear what he's saying. Yes, um, that's important. If you want, if you want to hear the full version, no, you it's can taken down. It. No, I thought it was still on uh, YouTube. Lewis oh, maybe it is. Version. Anyway, but um. Show some love to K. Rich, great musical artist. You can find him on SoundCloud, and some of his videos are still up on YouTube. Some got taken down for an undisclosed reason. All yeah. right. Um. So we had a pretty big week this week, and AEW Double or Nothing is coming up on well tonight, and I think that's gonna be really good. So let's go over the card and get right into some predictions. Um, do we know what order the matches are in? We do not, but let me just pull up the card just so we have it. Oh, I do have to say, um, most of thing, one point of the card, this is on Wrestling News. There's a wrestler called Hannah Kimura, and she basically killed herself at 22. She's in stardom, but, um, she was getting bullied a lot online, so that's very sad. Also, um, uh, what's his name, Shad Gaspar? Yeah, Shad Gaspar got stuck in a riptide. Um, so yeah, they found his body, I think, what, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, the Coast Guard could have saved him or his son, and he was like, save my son. When they looked back, he was gone, which is just really sad. All right, um, yeah. Bleacher Report has the full card run down. I don't know if it's in order. So we have to immediately talk about the um, injuries. So on Dynamite, Statlander, who I do not like as a worker, basically chucked Nyla Rose right on Britt Baker's knee, and Britt Baker got the MRI. I do not know the update for that, but she's definitely off this card, maybe out longer. So Penelope Ford took her spot against Nyla. Nyla or uh, Britt? Britt is out. Nyla um, now got, like, thrown onto her. But, um, so it's going to be Penelope Ford versus Statlander on, like, the pre-show or something now. And then Phoenix, after just dying on a dive... Um, I, th- I assume it's precautionary. He is going to be out of the match for the Casino Wire match, and Joe Janelle is taking a spot. So the pre-show is best friends private party. Best friends are ranked number one. If they win this match, they keep their number one contendership. If private party wins, private party become the number one contenders. I think the best friends are winning because they probably want to um like reward the best friends for working so hard at those tapings. And yeah. um, QT's gym. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I've kind of blanked in my, my brain right now. I think it's because I was inhaling a lot of gasoline and I was mowing the lawn. Hmm. Um, space. <laughs> all right, let's see what's next. Statlander versus Ford. Statlander's probably going to win. Yeah, because I think they tried putting Statlander over, like, Wishbers. Go on, you're breaking up. No, my mom was talking. Okay. Um, I, I feel like they were trying to put Statlander over when she first came into uh, AEW, but then she kind of like 
dipped a little bit. I'm not sure what happened there, but now it feels like they're trying to build it up again. Yeah, maybe they are. I This kind of spoils it for a prediction. I kind of feel like Nyla Rose might be retaining against Sheeta. So maybe they're trying to build up Statlander, because even though Nyla beat her originally, just to kill some time. But um, I would have Ford win, because I don't like Statlander's gimmick. I think it's stupid, and I think she's not that good of a worker, but I don't know. Um, so the next match is MGF Jungle Boy. I could see Jungle Boy getting an upset, especially because he is like one of the future baby faces of the company. But MGF is undefeated, yeah. and I think he's probably end up like winning the title for Moxley sometime when he's still undefeated. So I assume that MGF is winning. Also, this is kind of a side note. The revol- the revolt's got a debut. Oh yeah, the they revolt. Have to. So we'll to, we'll talk about this game. Let's skip ahead to Stam Stampede. I was thinking that the inner circle should win, but did you watch the um the like thing they did on Friday last night building up the pay per view? I didn't see. That. Okay, the way they talk about it, they're like if the elite loses this match, like the elite is done, like the inner circle is taken over. So I feel like the elite's yeah. probably winning, but I think it would be cool if. Like, the Revolt attacked the Bucks, or, like, Kenny or Matt Hardy. Like, they laid out someone and just kind of left. And, like, it slowly got whittled down to, like, all of the inner circle is staying tall. And, like, it's just Hangman Page. And Hangman just, like, kills... Because, like, he's getting a monster push. Hangman just beats all of them. Because, like, obviously it's just yeah. the first pin, I think. But I feel like it'd be cool to see Hangman, like, all right, he weighs out that person, weighs out that person, weighs out that person. Then finally gets a pin. I feel like that'd be good for Hangman. But it'd also be a good way to be, like, it's a double push. Because it's, like, the Revolt tried to cost the Bucks the match. But, yeah, like, Hangman is also so good that he managed to win the match still. All right, um, Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. I think Sean should win because... The, the Sean Spears news was pretty good, and while well, I like Dustin, he's getting a bit older, and his record's, like, I think a bit over 500, so he can start putting some people over. Yeah, I was about to say, Dustin Dustin's won a lot of matches. I think he could lose one. Yeah. Like, he even beat Guevara one time, and I was like, all right, I understand we want to keep Dustin strong, but that's a bit much. Like, he should be being all the young people. All right, so... Um, yeah, that's true. Women's title, Nyla Rose versus Sheila. What do you think? Rose Rose might win, but I feel like Sheila should. They're definitely building it up like Sheila's going to win, but they're kind of pushing it so hard that I feel like maybe Rose wins because it has been such a short title reign. But I don't know. My one issue is she is like, she's just Sheila. Like, she's a, like she's an amazing worker, and like she said in like the pre-show thing that she beat Aja Kong, and that's great. But I just don't know if... Like, there's not a lot of character for it. It's just kind of like, I'm Sheeta, I'm great. Like, Riho had that she was Kenny's tag partner. Riho had that she was super tiny. She's just, like, an average-sized woman who's a great worker. And there's just something missing there. Where at least Nyla kind of has, like, a shoot story and a um, storyline story. Yeah. But, um... I, I... I feel like Sheeta's winning. But I wouldn't be surprised if Nyla won. Um, I don't, I don't think Nyla Rose, she's good, but two things, and one of them's not her fault. One, she's not, she's, she's good, but she's not women's champion good. Not yet. Oh yeah, I agree. 
Like, her whole thing is, I'm big, I'm strong, I tackle people, that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of like, kind of like how, like how Braun Strowman is right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's good, but he's not the greatest work in the world. His thing is, I'm big, I'm strong, and tackle people. Yeah. I do respect, though, there is one thing, like, Braun isn't that fast at running, but he always has that stupid, like, run around along the outside of the ring spot. So he doesn't yeah. necessarily play to his strengths. The thing that I do respect about Nyla is she doesn't really do anything that she's all that bad at. So I think playing to her strengths right. is she comes off a lot better than she is overall because they're just focusing on the things that she's really good at, which are like the flying knee drops, the beast bombs. So I definitely think she is a little bit underrated because a lot of people think she's not that good. But Rio did definitely carry her in that match. But I think it is kind of she good did. that she was the only heel who I felt because Britt wasn't really a full heel at the time. And Britt's still getting steam, which would suck if she's out for a couple of months now. But I felt like Nyla was the only one that could beat her. And retrospectively, it's good that they beat Rio because Rio's stuck in Japan right now. Um, uh, the other reason why I don't think it's not her fault, but that title does not look like it, it was made for Nyla Rose. Yeah, it doesn't. It looks like it was made. It for looks Rio. like. They try to fit a ring around her waist, like yeah. No, it was made for Riho because it looked like it looked big on Riho. Is that's the thing? So it, it did. Yeah. But now that it's on Nyla, it looks like Small. a like a novelty yeah. toy. At least she kind of wears it, kind of like Bailey does, where like she wears. All right. By the way, don't get me started on Bailey. This Bailey character is so stupid. She's been the champion for a year, and has she beaten anyone of note? All I remember, no. all right, I don't really watch SmackDown anymore because it's so bad, but like she beat Naomi, she beat Lacey Evans, and she beat Tamina. The only, the only person of note, really, other than Bailey on SmackDown right now, is probably Sasha, but they're together. Yeah. Which is why I think it's leading up to that rivalry because, because what they're doing right now, like, I'm so not invested in the women's division on SmackDown. It's yeah. so bad. They're kind of like teasing a breakup for like the billionth time between those two, I feel. So, yeah. um, casino ladder match. Um, so Cole, Darby Allen, Frankie Kazarian, Kip Sabian, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, Scorpio Sky, and Joey Janela plays Phoenix. So I think it's sad that we're not going to have Phoenix, but Janela can go, so I think that'll be good. I assume that Kazarian's... Well, there's a mystery, comp- uh, there's a mystery yeah, opponent, right? Yeah, mystery too. We'll get to that. I assume that they're try- they've are trying. been trying to break out Sky as a singles guy. So I assume that Kazarian's like, just in this match to like take some bump and die. To, like, yeah. And then to kind of like put it where like, Scorpio Sky's... Like, Scorpio Sky can hang... Like, Kazarian like, can hang to level of like, the normal wrestling, but like to this like, spectacular style stuff, like only Sky can hang. But um, I think it's going to be a big star-making thing for all the guys. I would bet on probably Darby to win, maybe Scorpio Sky, or the mystery person. I'm just going to the mystery. So it could be like one of the release people, like Rusev, Ryder, Heath Slater, EC3, any of those guys. Oh, it, it is not Heath Slater, because didn't yeah. Cody say, like, I like straight up just say I'm not making heat. <laughs> I don't think he did, but I would not be surprised. I um um I've heard I feel like Heath Slater would make the least sense because he's already a bit older and he's not really the greatest yeah. in the ring. I would um I, I would like Rusev, preferably. But... Uh, I I heard a lot of people saying Drew Gulak. 
because he doesn't have a non-complete because he was released this week. No, he wasn't released. His contract ran out. Well, he wasn't. Re- he wasn't released. He didn't. Yeah. They didn't renegotiate a contract. No, I thought they were still trying to. He just wanted more money. Oh, maybe. But either way, he wasn't released necessarily. He just didn't sign. Yeah. Again. So, which is a bit weird because he was in the middle of the storyline. Yeah. Well, I think Rusev would be good. And then I've heard people talking about the return of Jeff Cobb. It says that on this BR card. I think the return of Jeff Cobb would be good. But it could also just be like, I, I don't know how this would happen. But like, if Pac could come in, like somehow if they could get him in. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure he had to live in Orlando for a while when he was in NXT. Like, maybe he's a citizen here. So, like, even though, like, he is, like, anyway, I don't know. Hopefully there's some way that Pac can get in. Because I feel like it'd be good for Pac. But, um, also, also, um, my thing is, I, I don't know, was Rusev's name on the indie scene Rusev? I do not know. I know his real name's like Morshov, like, Blarchis something, right? Yeah, because in NXT, he was Alexander Rusev. Yeah. Well, Vince, Vince, you're always just the last name or just the first name. You're not allowed to have two names. Yeah. The dumb fans. Uh, I saw. Candidate. I saw. I forgot what it was. I was watching. How on Monday, they uh, had Austin Theory break up from the Mexico squad and join the disciples. And oh, so I heard like people were being like, "Oh, now he's just gonna be Theory or Austin." <laughs> 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 He'll be like, um, "What's the name for like the like the person training?" You know, like. How there's little kids that, like, be assistants to the priests. An altar boy? Yeah, he'll be, like, altar boy fury. No, he'll be altar fury. Altar fury. <laughs> Vince will love that. He would. So, Mike Tyson is presenting the TNT Championship to the winner of Cody or Lance Archer. I... I feel like it'd be good for Cody because he can't win the world title. But I also feel like it'd be good if it's something he has to climb for to, like, try to eventually get this title even. So I yeah. I want to bet Lance. Actually, my dad is really good friends with someone who's like best friends with Lance Archer. So that's kind mm-hmm. of another reason I want to root for Lance Archer. But um, I don't know. I would. I'm gonna bet Lance, but I feel like Mike Tyson's going to. Wait, what if Mike Tyson's the guy in the wire match? Oh please. <laughs> no, but um, I thought I thought he was training to go back to MMA. Yeah, but I think like 50. apparently last year Double or Nothing, Cody was saying he um he saw Double or Nothing last year. He's become a huge AEW fan, like watches all the shows. So I guess he's gonna do a couple things, like maybe he'll do a fake fight or like he'll punch um Archer, or he'll punch Jake or something. We'll see. Yeah. I, th- I think there's also going to be a little altercation between uh, Anderson and uh, Jake Robert. Yeah, th- I would like to see them give DTs and Spinebusters. It's just it can't be to each other. Yeah, like they're like it shouldn't be to Cody or Lance Ivory. There should be some sort of like backstage geek trying to break them up. That like Jake DTs one, aren't Spinebusters one, and then they get like pulled apart completely. Yeah. But- because there's no way they can get up to each other yeah. before they each other. Stadium Stampede. So, in the build-up to this, the the bat is called Floyd, right? That they killed Vanguard 1 with? Yeah. 
So I'm pretty sure the elite took Floyd. So I wonder, like, are they going to make it an elite bat? Are they going to melt Floyd? Like, is Matt Hardy going to use Floyd? I wonder what's going to happen to Floyd. I don't know. Well, it's a metal bat, so it'd be really hard to break Floyd. Yeah, so that's why I feel like they could melt it or, like, paint elite over it. But anyway, yeah. my prediction, I don't know about yours, is just because his monster um, push, the Revolt debut, way out of the lot of the elite, then ditch because they don't want to be a part of the inner circle. But Hangman... I think it would, make the, it would make the most sense to have the elite win because I think eventually maybe the inner circle might take over, but I don't think that needs to happen just yet. Yeah. Especially with the empty arena shows. Like, I think that's something they can save for. I would um, do, um... I would... I'm going to say Hangman pins Hager because I don't think he should pin Guevara because I think that's, like, a future, like, world title match a couple years from now. I don't think he should pin Jericho because I don't think he should beat Jericho to, like, a singles match. And I don't think it means as much if he beats one of the guys in Proud and Powerful. And I love them, but I don't think it means as much. So I think it'd be best if Hangman were to pin Hager. And then, I don't know. Yeah, Hangman pins Hager. But then, like, they can do another sort of match in between now and Blood and Guts, which Inner Circle can win. Then the grudge match can be Blood and Guts Wonders fans again. And I feel like that would be the time for, like, Kenny to turn heel on Hangman. Yeah. All right. Um, Moxley, Brody Lee. Brody Lee's great, but Moxley's winning. There's no way. Yeah, there's there's zero possibility of him winning that title. Not right now, at least. Yeah, I can see it down the line, but it's just that he's way too fresh. Yeah, and like if you look at these clips of him, like he has like the superstar aura around him. Like he is such a big deal. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. So I assume that. The ladder match, it's not for, like, a money in the bank type thing. It's just for a contract down the line that's set up. All right. So, we must start a new segment on the podcast. Um, People who Uh-oh. watch AEW or who watch old WWF superstars, you know my main man, Virgil, Soul Train Jones. He is a true legend of the business. Some would say the GOAT. And... He is a wrestler, and he has an Instagram, and I'm just going to read some of his posts off, and we're going to react to them because they're amazing. So this image has a Nintendo, and on the front of it, it says Olive Garden 2, more breadsticks. Do you like video games? Like a lot. Are you a gamer? Well, I'm feeling gamey, and I'll put something together for y'all, but I'll need your help and promises. Promise that you will be a part of my train and glide through life with like I am for all of you as I want 400 meatballs in my mouth ready to be a mama bird for my meat sauce minions. Give me the ability to shine brighter than the garlic lotion on the moist breadsticks that melt in your mouth. Comment below if you are in with me. I'll make sure you're in my heart and I'm in your wallet. All right, now this, one, this one is a stack of $100 bills. Everyone's looking for hope or inspiration or some type of idea that we will... He, <laughs> he types this as we, then will, like the word, then apostrophe LL. So we will be back to some better place than where we are right now. The truth is, I'm not doing any of that. 
to me, the past is there than the Undertaker's career without me. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, I do not like this the This guy is great. I do not like the Undertaker. Um but I love that line. I got my mind on one thing and that's the money in your pocket. Whatever is left of it. Whatever nickels you're rubbing together. It's mine and I'm still motivated to take it even if it's your last buck. So I found hope that is deeply rooted in every one of us that is to take it and bake it and then milkshake it. Here's some money that I used as a toe rest in the backyard. I rest my toes. That's important. If you get killed by Piggy, you end up on Piggy's team. Fortnite lingo. <laughs> yeah, so he, he is obsessed with money and Olive Garden. And I just want to read... He posts his DMs with people. I just want to read some of the DMs. How does one become a wrestler? Really want to get into it. $400 for first consolation. And then he writes about this. I love my fans. Like a lot. But not so much to exploit them for being so naive and weak and useful for an IG post. It's just for me to try to break their souls and turn them into important people that will make a difference in the world. Almost like a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Yes, everyone, $400 lessons with Virgil are as important as your bar mitzvah. So thank me for being mother meat sauce and feeding these babies with hope and desperation. Good luck succeeding without me. All right. Now, <laughs> we have to do the best one. <laughs> Why you said you are going to buy WWE, is that possible? It's worth around billions. Yes, I bought it. But their network is for sale, man. Dude, I don't know if you understand. Vince is my stepson, and I've been mentoring him since Cantonese once a week since 1993. <laughs> Why are you telling him lies? Schwartz Welcher Hertzwitz is my lawyer. The deal is being signed. <laughs> this man thinks he bought WWE. Not sure what I like more. Fans that think they know the business, or fans that don't know the worship of sauce as the almighty roar of enchiladas and scum. Scompy. I am the ward of your children's children, and I have the ability to virtually inflict head lice on you via Parmigiano Reggiano, which I have been a main investor of and has entered the club of most expensive cheese in the world. You want to play the ultimate playa? Come at me, and I'll be ready with a spatula that will be dripping with the piping hot beef to brand your ass with my face. So forever you remember that the meat sauce god is now the owner of WWE. All hail the legend of roasted quail. What is this guy right. like? What does he think so, in his brain? He's absolutely crazy. For reference, he has 2,060 posts. He posts like four times a day. So we have endless material. So I'm just going to scroll way down and see what we can find. Um, But I think it's amazing. I love it. Now, by the way, so this as, is, as we do this, I'm on the worst WWE game possible, uh, ever made, WWE 2K20. And I didn't I, even buy that one. Jake Robert beating Darby Allen. All right. So this is the last dance, like the poster for it. And it is all, it says the last breadstick instead. And all the heads are replaced with heads of Virgil. I'm not a farmer, but I know who's the greatest of all times. And when I dig deep into this docu-series, I realize MJ and I, well, we both have some more DNA. For starters, we both crush it at the craps table. 
I played with MG at Caesars like 60 times, and we both had fevers on a horn bet like 20 times in a row. <laughs> Somewhere we we both expect excellence from those around us. For him, it's his teammates. For me, it's the head chef and wait staff at Olive Garden. <laughs> we don't put up. <laughs> I can't read this on air. That is amazing. I can read the rest of this on air. But anyway, um, so this is just amazing. Virgil, if you're listening, we love you. Um, I feel like we just have my dad on the story because he actually met Virgil once, and he has a he has a story to tell. But um, yeah. So we'll read some of these every day because they're hilarious. I have one theory. In one of his posts, he mentioned Dracar Noir, which was like this clone back in the day that Jericho mentioned when he was doing commentary for AEW. So I think, given that Jericho got him like into AEW. I think that what do you think if Jericho is actually writing these Instagram posts for him? That should make sense. So here's what I've decided: the podcast has to get has to get famous enough. You have to be an Olympic weightlifter, or I have to get really famous in music. So one or both of us can go on talk as Jericho and ask Jericho the question: Are you writing Virgil's Instagram posts? Because either Virgil's completely amazing and insane, or Chris Jericho is a comedic mastermind behind. I mean, we already know that he's a comedic mastermind. No, but like, you, you, I can't read all of these on air. But, uh, some. All right. Unless there's a miracle right now, you will never meet someone as important as me. You'll never take your eyes off this hot main course and not say, how delicious. That's right. Delicious. Not delicious. What's the difference? Give me your money. I'm a psychic. I already got your money. Win. Pay me to tell you. You just did. And now I got double breadsticks. Fortunately for me, I'm resting my toes on a stack of hundreds where you're wondering how you can be like V. Anyways, now you can see me. Now you donut. All right. This is the best one. That Wait. I want to. Sorry. It takes a minute to scroll. The computer version of Instagram is not very good. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, wait, he posted a photo of Vincent Trump. Let's see this. Oh, he ain't write a caption. He isn't write a caption for all these. Here we go. Wait. All right, here we go. So he has a photo of him and some guy at a restaurant. I want to thank Lysol US for having me test out the first ever chronic fatigue syndrome system to help me shake other humans' hand via Invisalign, who helped broker a sweet-ass deal with 3M to allow me taking people gorgonzola meat sauce and breadsticks to be deemed a social necessity. It's not easy to be doing God's work, but at Ray Dalio and I, and it's his grammar is so bad, and I, it's just part of what we do every day on the earth that I created. The meat sauce god shall not bend the curve of the COVID, but I sure as hell will be there to take the cake when things are chilled. Love you people. Stay safe. All right. So he is at a pop-up. <laughs> this is horrible. So it's a photo of him like at one of the pop-ups like to do signings and no one's at his line. And this is from a couple years ago. And it says undisputed social distancing champion. He's a, he's a legend. Oh, um, 
Oh, and Joey Janelle likes all of his posts. Joey Janelle loves it. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I don't know if I can read this one about laughing. It's a photo of him breathing on a girl. Like Joe Biden's... Breathing? <laughs> yeah. Social distancing is the new normal, but for forty dollars, I'll bre- I'll breathe on you and act like I'm Blackula. Blackula. <laughs> All right. Um. So that's enough. We'll read more every week. But um, Virgil, you are the meat sauce lord. We love you. And um, Creative Earth owner. Hail meat sauce. Hail Oh my gosh, she has a photo of him and Young Drake Maverick. <laughs> All right. Um. So, meanwhile, let's get more into political news. So, we actually have some good news this week towards coronavirus. So, Georgia has now been reopened for over 15 days, and they have not seen a surge in cases. A few days ago, they actually reported their all-time low since late March. So, that's good because, I mean, it's bad in the sense that this was unexpected. So, the disease is kind of moving in different ways than we expected. But it's good in the sense that a place reopened and not everyone got in and died. So I think that's a good sign towards places reopening. What do you think? I mean, I know in, uh, on June 1st in Illinois, there's supposed to be like stuff reopening a little bit. Um, like I know like for my gym or for gyms, but my gym can't do it because we don't really have an outside area. But your gyms can reopen as long as you guys do outside activities and you're six feet apart, or you do one-on-one sessions and you're six feet apart. Yeah. So I guess this is a good thing that things are starting to reopen. I don't know how the curve looks right now because I haven't looked in a little while. Yeah, well, the the, the overall curve is going for – the, for Georgia, Florida, and Texas to reopen – it's actually going down and staying steady day to day, which is really good because uh-huh. those are the three main reopening states. But um, what we're looking at is we're testing a lot more because we finally got our act together on the testing, and we're seeing more positives than we had before on that rate because we're testing more. But our positives to test don't going out are going down per day generally. So like for I don't know what the exact number is, but just from looking at like the physical curve. For every test we're taking, like for every 1,000 tests, there's less positives. We're having more positives overall of the population, but that's because we're testing more. So we're actually looking pretty good. I think as long as we can just like tape off every like two tables in a restaurant, tape off every other like gym thing, and everyone wears masks, I think we should be looking good towards reopening. Yeah. I mean, this is good. Yeah. It's a good sign. We can... I'm just really happy that we're starting to look like we can fix the economy without killing a lot of people. And that mystery children's illness is still something that we're going to have to look into. But so far, that seems pretty rare. And we have a lot of good news on the sense of... I did see one statistic that like 22-year-olds are like the prime demographic because for them, the flu is actually seven times more deadly. Where if you get... Like if you're older, if you have pre-existing conditions... This is like 18 times more deadly than the flu, so that's really bad. But for certain groups of people, this is actually like kind of a nothing virus. So I don't yeah. know. We obviously need more data to keep looking, but I think this is a good sign this week. Yeah. 
things are looking up. All right. They're still not great, but they're looking up for sure. Yeah. So um, Trump is still not wearing masks. Very stupid. He could give it to people. Um, he's taking her hydroxychloroquine. That's a big controversy. I think the more important controversy, though, and I don't know if you agree with me, is Joe Biden saying that if you are not black, you do not vote for him. I'm sorry, what did he say? I'm going to play the clip. Did you not see this? No. So he was on a show called The Breakfast Club. And let me roll the clip. But he basically I said, mean, if you, I can any, say that you, I thought it was so he, that he was talking to a black guy. people with more melanin in their skin. No, was he was less susceptible. He was talking to a black guy, and he said, "It, wait, what's going on now?" And it's basically, it's pretty racist because because he has a lot more black support than Trump. It's like ninety to three percent, and there seven are undecided. He basically said, "If you are." If you have any questions between me and Trump, then you ate black. So it's super. Oh, I hate this. So people are covering for him. They're saying what Biden said was outrageous, but so, but so was the reaction. All right, here we go. Let me roll the clip. All right. Saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you, and one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. Well, you know, Thank you so the, much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock okay oh uh oh i'm in trouble listen you got to come see us when you come to new york vp biden i it's a, will it's a long way until november we got more questions you got more questions but i tell you if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump and you ain't black it don't have nothing to do with trump. <laughs> all right I know that like Trump has said like some pretty racist things, but that was pretty racist, like yeah, in itself. It too. Was. So he apologized for it. Everyone in the media is pretty calmed down because yeah, but I think that's pretty funny. It's another Joe Biden gaffe for the books. But um, remember if you are not like if you are black, you must vote for Joe Biden. He is the meat sauce lord. He controls all breadsticks. Yeah, he's very good friends with Virgil. All right, I wonder if Virgil votes for Joe Biden. We should ask Virgil. If I DM him, though, he'll probably post, like, my DMs with him. Good. <laughs> we could DM him on the podcast account to try to get to blow up. Wait. Let's do it. Should we ask Virgil if he'll come on the podcast? We should. Oh, my he, God. He, I'm, I'm if he's really as crazy as he's portraying himself on the on Instagram, that he might just do it. I would love for Virgil to come on the podcast. That one will have to get tagged as explicit, but it's okay. We, um, so Virgil, if you are listening, we love you. We love meat sauce. We love breadsticks. Um, we're going to DM you. Hopefully you saw that because of our DM with our podcast account. We're a very small podcast, but we love just everything to do with meat sauce and meatballs. And we want you to be our mama meat sauce bird and just regurgitate all those meatballs and breadsticks right into our mouths for us. So um, 
Hail Meat Sauce Virgil, and please come on the podcast. Yeah. We'll have to DM him next week. Yeah. Or no, we can just, we can DM him like right after this and then he'll have a week to prepare and we can prepare because just being in his presence, I think it's going to be such a hard thing to handle. Yeah. And we'll have to, we'll have to men- mentally prepare ourselves for what greatness will be yeah. upon us. All right. Everyone, eat your meat sauce. Make sure to you social distance at your Olive Gardens. Get some breadsticks. And hopefully we'll, we, we will have Virgil on next week. Anything else? Um, nothing that I can think of. No. Yeah, I'm not thinking of anything. But um, don't bore nothing tonight. Everyone enjoy it. Wait, what if Virgil is, this, is the guy in the wire match? That'd be even better than anybody could have ever thought of. That'd be amazing. All right. Um, stay safe, everyone. Eat your meat sauce. Ward Virgil.